think about surrendering all to Jesus. That's really what our next series in the afternoon is going to be about. Katira reminded us, it's from one of the passages I referred to this afternoon is Joshua 1.8 and potentially verse 9, right, Miss Serena? Uh, but uh, we think about that. Does anybody remember what I said we're going to begin studying? That's okay if you don't because I mentioned it in passing. That was a long time ago. <laughs> That's it, Miss Rena. Memorizing scripture. How to memorize. How many of you think that's hard? Hard on what levels? What, what makes it hard? And I'm not saying you have to share this is what's hard for me. But what's hard for people in general to, to memorize scripture? Okay, that is one of them. And we're actually going to talk about that, not necessarily today. Uh, but where do I start? How do I, I mean, okay, so I need to memorize scripture, but where do I start? Uh, Numbers chapter 25, verse 3. Right? Yeah, that's it. I mean, no, we don't just necessarily randomly memorize scripture. Joanne? Right. And so kids, how about Wednesday evening? Are there verses in BLC? that are mentioned, some specifically working on memorize, and we're working through all that yet, but yeah, working through how to memorize specific verses. So that's one of them. What's another struggle that people have with memorizing, honey? It, it takes time, right? We're too busy. I've only got 24 hours in the day. So did Charles Spurgeon, and so did Martin Luther. And, I mean, right, didn't they? Only we have the benefits of electricity, so we still have light after it's nighttime, right? I mean, and so we have more time, but we often use that as, ex as an excuse. What's another excuse people use? I read it, but it doesn't stick. It won't stick. I can't, I can't memorize. You ever heard that? Not from you, of course, right? I mean, haven't we? We, we? At time, I can't memorize. Now, are there people who struggle to memorize more than others? Yes. And that, that's a legitimate excuse to a degree. But we can work on it. And there are different tools and different things that we can use. We'll get into some of that practical. How, what are some practical tools to help me memorize? Because that isn't a valid struggle. What's another valid struggle people have? Yeah. If I don't understand it, how can I memorize it? Which is so important. We've been talking about, again, remember, a few months ago in the afternoon services, how to do your what? Devotions how to study it for yourself so then you can understand what the Bible says. That is a valid, I can't understand it, so I can't remember it. Any other excuses that come to mind? Wow. In the back, did you guys hear Joanne? I don't want to. Right? Isn't that an excuse people use? Yeah. And so we've got all these excuses and maybe even some others that people battle through with how to memorize scripture. Well, we're going to get into some, well, some reasons why we should memorize scripture. And really today, we're going to highlight that. Um, why do I need to memorize scriptures where our study today starts for this series of how to memorize scripture? And so why do I need to? We're going to get into, like, uh, like Joanne said, where do I start then? What are some good scripture memories, or how do I figure out what I'm going to start at, or where I'm going to go next? But why do I need to memorize scripture? What's something that comes to your mind? Now, I have a quick problem. I haven't heard anything from the back, so the back gets to answer this question, okay? 
Where is, uh, what was my question? Here we go. Uh, what are some reasons that the Bible says to memorize scripture? What's that? So, yes. So we can hide it where? In our hearts. The Bible gives that, doesn't it? Okay, that's one of the reasons. Okay, now we heard from the back. So anybody, it's open to anybody again. Why, why else do I memorize? Why does the Bible say I need to memorize scripture? To remind us of biblical truth. Yeah. Whether it's God loves me or whatever the truth is. To remind us of biblical truth. What's another reason the Bible gives for memorizing scripture? So to share the gospel, yeah. I mean, we need to have scripture. Paul, you said basically that same thing, right? To be prepared uh, to, to share that. Honey? That we not to keep us from sin. Didn't we talk about, I mean, to a degree in the morning service. We were talking about living wisely in temptation. How do we do that? With the word of God. And we're going to look at some passages here this afternoon. Why do I need to memorize scripture? Now, how many of you would agree with me? I know I need to memorize scripture. Okay, that's all of us. Yep, I know that. But I think sometimes it's important for us to reflect on why, again, it's important. Not just because pastor says so, right, kids? Should you ever do things only because your pastor says so? Boys up front, real quick. This is a question for all, but especially you kids. Okay, should you only do things because pastor says so? Should you only do things because mom and dad say so? We have to obey, but we have to know why, which is why we've got our kids' time, which is why we've got even these pages, because I want you guys to learn to listen and grasp truths from God's word. We obey because God's word says so, not just because that's the way we've always done it. Right? Maybe you grew up in a church like that. That's the way we've always done So that's what we're going to do. Wait a second. Let's go back to the Word of God. So that's where I want to go back to the basics here this afternoon. And on your outline, on the back, I think you've got an outline. Hannah, I think, oh, yep, she's got it up. Thank you so much. Why do I need to memorize scripture? My outline this afternoon is a little different than normal. In fact, the first bullet point is what? Joshua 1.8, right there. So uh, we're going to start right there. And uh, would you like one, Miss Rena? Do we have any more in the back or... Paul? Paul's got some right there. There we go. Thank you. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Now, this morning, I think it was in Sunday school, right, Miss Rena, when you mentioned Joshua 1, 9. Um, and so open your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua. I need somebody to read for me Joshua 1, 8. It's a long verse, I know, but someone go ahead and read that. This verse talks about some very important reasons to memorize Scripture. He was to meditate on it, right? But then verse 9, even as Miss Rena, in fact, Miss Rena, would you read that one out loud? You mentioned that in Sunday school. So we memorize, so we are what? Courageous and strong in God's strength. We memorize, number or letter A under your points there, I think I mentioned, it is commanded. We memorize because this passage commands us to, right? 
Verse 8, this book shall not depart out of your mouth. you got to talk about it all the time. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. How do you meditate on Scripture if you don't memorize it? In fact, what does this word meditating mean? What's that? Okay, to ponder, to think about. Okay, uh, let's see here. Michael, do you have a sport or something you like? Cross country, sweet. Okay, so let's think about cross country for a second, okay? So if we're going to meditate on cross country, what does that mean? What are some things you could think about cross country in your mind? Yeah, talking with friends. Yeah, yeah, because cross country, you can explore all sorts of places, right? Uh, new trails. Uh, you could think about, oh, it's going to take me a while to run it, right? Uh, or uh, all sorts of things. So we're thinking about it. That's what this is talking about with God's word. Thou shalt meditate therein once a day, best when you wake up. Uh, no, it's day and night. Now, again, we should have a specific time we spend in the word of God. But it's important to have scripture memorized as well. It is commanded. But not just that it's commanded. It brings blessings. Now, what are some of the blessings here that Joshua 1, 8 and 1, 9 mention? What are some of the blessings? Your way will be prosperous. There's one of them. Daniel, did you have one? What, what are some of the blessings that come that this scripture passage tells us come from meditating on God's word? What's that? Okay, and so that happened too, right? That Jonah didn't. We think of the very last phrase of verse 8. What's one of the blessings there? Good success. How many of you want to be successful? Now, Jonah, he didn't meditate on God's word, did he? But God was merciful. And it's the same in our lives. There are times we don't meditate on God's word and God's merciful to us. But as we stop and we think about God's word, it brings us successful living. Not necessarily money, tons of money, but a success is someone who, we sang it, I think, this morning, right? Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. I mean, that's where success comes in. So Joshua 1.8, it reminds us that scripture memorization is commanded and it brings blessings, right? Let's go to another passage here. Uh, let's go to Psalm. Actually, you tell me. Where are we going next? Yeah, Psalm 119, 9 through 11. My wife mentioned this passage when we talked about some of the reasons we memorize Scripture. So we don't what? Sin. And Psalm 119, 9 through 11. I need three, three volunteers to read because we've got 9, 10, 11. Paul, you can read 9. Who will read? Okay, Sherry, your verse 10. And Leah, your verse 11, Okay. You guys just go right in order. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee, O let me not wander from thy commandments. Okay, so this passage talks about memorizing God's word and the importance of it. Really, you should know why. That's really what this passage is kind of describing. You should know why. What does he say again in verse 9? Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Now, 
do you guys remember, you boys up front here, when we were talking about Adam and Eve, we said, the Bible said, the man. God commanded the man. And that specifically referred to Adam. Here it doesn't use the article the. So this is mankind. This is men or women. How shall a young person or an old person cleanse his way, right? How are you going to live a clean, pure life? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. What does it mean to take heed? One of you kids are teenagers. What does it mean to take heed? Okay, take hold. That's good. Okay, Sarah? Oh, Mariah's raising your hand. Okay, take hold. Katira? To be careful and listen. So if your parents say take heed, which probably they don't, right? Uh, I don't use that word very often. But take hold of, listen up, and obey. Do it. Wherewithal, how can a young person live a clean, pure life before God? Take heed to God's word. So how do you take heed to it? You've got to know what it says. Which again goes back to our study a few months ago, how to do your devotions. And you, you kids and you teens, we've got the glow in the dark or the glow junior for you. Adults, whether it's the daily bread or you've got another program or just a Bible reading plan you're doing. We spend time in the word of God so we know how to obey, right? That is so important. So we should know why. So we've got to ask questions, right? Ask questions. That's your first point under that. Ask questions. And we talked about that even as we talked about studying. What does this mean? What did it mean to the people that it was written to specifically then, in that time, in that culture? So then what does it mean to us, even though we're in a different culture? Not just taking it blanketly and saying whatever, but what does it mean? So we ask some specific questions. Wherewithal, how am I going to live a clean, pure life? So you can ask yourself that this week. How am I going to obey God in this area? In the morning service, we talked about temptation. You already know some of the areas you're going to be tempted with this week. So now you stop and you evaluate, how am I going to obey God in this area? So you can think about that. Think about what God's word says. Taking heed thereto according to thy word. So we ask questions. And then we ask God. We ask God next. What does verse 10 say? Sherry, you read that for us. That's okay. Anybody have it? What did the psalmist ask? Oh, let me what? Not wonder. So asking God. So we ask questions. How am I going to live victoriously in this area this week? Of course, we've got to learn scripture, which, by the way, then gets us into uh, Joanne's question or excuse we can easily use. Where do I start? Well, you start memorizing about Bible passages that deal with the sin you're struggling with. Struggle with anger? Memorize Bible verses about anger. Struggle with worry? Memorize Bible verses about fear, trusting God. Struggle, I mean, whatever temptation you can struggle with, just, that's it, yeah. And so we'll, we'll get into that, too, when we dig into that study. How do we find some specific things? Again, Bible tools that we can use to know the Word of God. So that's so important. So we ask questions and we ask God, but ultimately we memorize Scripture so that we can obey God. So that we can obey God. Verse 11, thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not against who? God. These specifically, but it is referring to God. Now, kids, do you have to obey your parents? But when you obey your parents, who are you obeying? 
Why? Because God commands it. Children, obey your parents in the? For this is right. So God commands it. So when you obey your mom and your dad or your teacher, you're obeying God. And some people would say, well, what if they tell me to sin? Most of the time, your parents, especially knowing you kids here, right? They, they're not going to want to make you sin or lead you to sin. They're not going to tell you to do something that's sin. Obey your parents. Making your bed. How many of you say that would be sin to make a bed? Nobody, right? Because it's not sin. But when you're told to do it, oh, I don't want to. Whatever. Is that sin then? Yeah. And it's not just sin against parents. It's sin against God. But how about us as adults? We could say, well, we're beyond those little things. Yeah, but look at the areas we sin with every day. How are you going to live victoriously this week? Ask some questions. How am I going to live that way? Ask God, God, I need your help then. So again, we memorize scripture, and we memorize that scripture so we can obey. In that time of temptation, you quote scripture, and that really does make a difference because the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. In fact, actually, we'll talk about the sword here next actually what's our next scripture passage then for this afternoon Ephesians 6 17 Ephesians 6 17 so we're going to turn there does anybody know what Ephesians 6 verses 10 and following discuss okay, our weapons yeah it is the spiritual armor of God but the interesting fact about this there is only one offensive weapon most of this is protection equipment but the one weapon that we have is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Ephesians 6, verse 17. There's someone there that would be, like to read that. Okay, Joanne, go ahead. So the others protect us, but it's the Word of God that is powerful. That's how we have victory over the temptation. Okay? Now, again, remember, can we use as an excuse that the devil made me do it? Can we use even that the devil tempted me? There may have been some things put in our life, but what did we learn in James this morning? We're drawn away of our own lust and enticed. Now, there may be some extra situations. I mean, with Job, did Satan put some extra situations in his life? Yeah, and God allowed him to. But it would have been, again, his own lust. He wanted out or whatever it was that caused him to sin. And so that's where we've got to look at it and take that personal responsibility when it comes to sin. So here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, it is the offensive weapon of the Christian life. What is? The Word of God. Why wouldn't I memorize it? Well, we live in 21st century America. I don't need to because I carry it with me everywhere I go. How many of you have a copy of the Bible on your phone? Okay, a couple of us, right? How many of you, maybe you've got one on your tablet or on your computer? Or, I mean, you've always got the Word of God with you. You don't need to memorize it. Now, that's a lie because, again, we need to memorize the Word of God. It's in that moment of temptation. Uh, uh, where do I go in the Bible? It's on my phone, right? We don't think about that. But the Holy Spirit uses the Word of God in our hearts and our minds as we meditate on it day and night, as Joshua 1 verse 8 said. So, it is the offensive weapon of the Christian life, so I must be what? Skilled. Okay. Do any of you kids know or remember what Mr. Baisden does for work? Do you remember, Josiah? He's an electrician. And not just any electrician, he's a troubleshooter for Consumers Energy, right? 
And the farmers, especially that he works for, says, praise the Lord that my cows don't have to get electrocuted or whatever all happens, right? <laughs> this week, Jim taught a class, uh, Wednesday, I think you were saying, right, Jim? Uh, he taught a class of linemen on how to troubleshoot some certain things. He has to be skilled in order to do this, right? In a lot of ways, whether it's what not to touch or when not to touch it <laughs> or what to do before you touch it, all these things that... Most of us, I mean, there's some basics maybe we know, but that we wouldn't understand. It takes skill. It takes skill with the Word of God. It does. And so it requires that listening to the Word to have that skill. So we stop and we think about this. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, a sword is used offensively, but you've got to have skill with it. Sword fighters, or in our world today, fencing. What is Fencing. Daniel? Yeah, so you're getting point. It's a, it's a score with swords back and I mean, these mini swords back and forth, right? So there's skill. So we take that. It is skilled. And then finally, our last passage. We won't even turn there because there's a lot of passage. I want to encourage you to read it, okay? It's on your page, Matthew 4, 1 through 11. I want you to think about that this afternoon because ultimately, who is this we're talking about? Jesus Christ. And this is ultimately where we see our memorization need. Uh, letter A, Follow the example of whom? That's why we memorize scripture. Well, Jesus memorized scripture because he's God and he wrote it. Yeah, but he's also, as much as he was 100% God, he was 100% human. And there were tasks he had to learn as a child. In Luke chapter 2, we see that. So follow Jesus' example and memorize scripture. And thus, you and I can have victory over the fiery darts of Satan. Right? We can. So... As we have talked this afternoon, why do I need to memorize scripture? We all knew we had to. But now here's just a little bit of extra motivation. I know it's commanded. I know it'll bring blessings. I know it will help me to obey God. I know that it is the offensive weapon of the Christian life. And I can follow the example of Jesus Christ. So, maybe you want to go home and start memorizing scripture. And you just don't know where to start. Well, if you don't know John 3.16, what a great place to start. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now some of these are just basic verses. I want to encourage you though, if you don't know where to start, memorize one of these from your list today. Why? I should memorize scripture. Psalm 119, 9, 10, and 11. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. Joshua 1.8, or verse 9, right Miss Rena? Uh, or again, any verse in Matthew 4, 1 through 11. If you don't know what to memorize, these are good starting points. Now, next week, we'll get into some of that a little bit more of how do I choose and how do I know and look up certain sections to help me to memorize God's word.